Uh, you may have caught a TV show over the weekend, a reality show which recruited people living with dementia to open and run a restaurant. Four of the eight volunteers on the so-called restaurant that makes mistakes have early onset dementia. Um, that means they've got dementia and they're under the age of 65. Uh, that makes up 12% of all dementia diagnoses, but it takes on average twice as long to detect and has some unique challenges. Dementia NZ Northern Region Clinical Lead Rhonda Preston-Jones was involved with recruiting and supporting the participants on the show. She joins me now. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Jesse. Thanks for having me on board. Did you hear this was a ratings hit on the weekend? Loads of people watched. Yes, it's been causing a buzz all around the country. The social media has been popping with it. When did you first hear about the idea and how? Uh, we were approached by Great Southern Television before COVID um, and their first reaction was, oh, hell's no, we, that sounds really scary. Um, they came back after COVID and they said they've got the funding and would we like to be on board? And because we kind of looked at it and thought there's so much stigma and misunderstanding around dementia and that often people have a narrative in the head that goes straight to end-stage dementia, not about people living for many years really well with mild to moderate dementia, we went, okay, all right, we'll take a leap of faith and we'll go with it. So we said yes. Yeah. Well, and your hope was that at best, what would happen? What, what did you hope that people would get out of watching the TV show as you understood it? We hoped that people would see that people can live quite good lives with a diagnosis of dementia, that it's not the end of their life, and that actually with the right supports and the right scaffolding underneath it, people can do really well, and that what you see in the television program is that they're still themselves. That We have a saying at Dementia New Zealand, still me, and they were they flourished. They stepped up to the plate. Some of them had never worked in a restaurant before. Some of them had been great cooks, but they all... Um, brushed up and found the skills they still had inside them and flourished during the program. And so that's a really good message for the general public, particularly people who haven't had anything to do with someone with dementia. It's really good for them to see it. Yeah. Did you, um, had you seen the TV show before it went out on Saturday? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So um, myself and Lynette Tippett got to do a final approval of the show and then we showed it to the volunteers and their families and they were thrilled. They were oh, really cool. excited. Yeah. I guess, not that there was probably much chance of this, but I guess you were pretty keen to make sure that it wasn't going to um, humiliate or embarrass any of the yes. people who took part. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that the, the um, production team did a fantastic job at that. In fact, it's really, it's showing people with great respect and understanding and appreciating that they do make mistakes. But in fact, um, what you'll see if you watch the four episodes is they get better and better and they mm. flourish. Yeah, yeah. So what can we learn from that then? Um, that actually people living with dementia, you know, it's worth supporting them and keeping them going and giving them the right um, assistance. And that actually just sitting at home and being alone and isolated isn't a, a, a good thing for anybody. Yeah. Tell me about early onset dementia. Is it, a, is it a different disease than dementia or does it just show up a bit earlier for whatever reason? 
Yes, so it's um, anybody with young onset dementia can get any of the different types of dementia. So it can be Alzheimer's or Lewy body or vascular or quite a few, um, a large percentage of frontal temporal dementia. Um, and it's just jolly bad luck for many people. Mm. Some people there's a familial trait, um, but it can be any of the types of dementia and some of them are um, as long um, duration as people in their 70s and 80s and for some people with young onset dementia it can be a rapid decline. It's just unfortunately the luck of the draw. Yeah. And I mentioned that there were some unique challenges. What are those challenges when you get dementia young? Ah, okay. So if you're in your 40s and your 50s and your 60s, you're not retired. So many of these people are working. Some of them are running big businesses. They're still driving. They're managing their finances. A whole heap of them are still finishing raising their children. Some of them have still got mortgages and their own parents. And then they have to give up work. They have to stop driving. They lose their income. For a long time, their spouses try to keep going, working. But often as the dementia um, evolves, the carers, have, the spouses have to stop work to be home with them. So it is financially a huge expense for somebody who hasn't even finished saving for retirement to give up work 10, 20 years earlier than they anticipated. And the other thing that happens to everybody that we talk to is that a lot of their friends and family members drop away and and stop visiting. So they then have this um, unique experience of being incredibly alone as well. Yeah. What about this um, stat that it takes longer for them to get diagnosed? If the symptoms are the same, why should it take twice as long to actually find out that they've got dementia? Because people are not looking in the right place. So what often happens with family members is that they think um, their spouse is um, just being mean or not nice or grumpy or they, they're not looking for signs of dementia so they interpret it as the person just opting out, not taking responsibility. So in fact quite a high percentage of couples are almost on the brink of divorce when the diagnosis is finally made. But also doctors are not looking in the right direction so they look for depression and anxiety and other other causes and so the whole thing takes longer, so up to five years longer for someone with a um, yes. young onset dementia to get diagnosed. How common is it, by the way, this early onset dementia, getting dementia before you're 65? Well, it's about, they think it's about 12% of all diagnosed dementias, but what we know is that there's quite a lot of people out there who haven't got a diagnosis because they just don't realise, or actually it's too hard to really face the music and work out that this is what it is. Mm. So it seems to me you've got two messages, not conflicting messages, but maybe going in different directions and... and One is that we should take this seriously and learn to recognise it and that it's a big deal. But then the other is that you can have a great quality of life once you are diagnosed. Yes, so get the diagnosis and then plan for the future and then make some decisions as to how to live the best life you can while you can is really the message um, that we like to give. What is your role at Dementia NZ? Um, So I'm clinical lead for Dementia Auckland and the Northern Region. So I support a team of dementia advisors, educators and living well staff who then support carers, family members and people living with dementia. So we kind of... Yeah, go on. 
guide the families and the people living um, with dementia through the journey of dementia. We provide support groups, we have living well groups and we do an awful lot of education and awareness raising. How are you funded? Oh, very poorly, to be honest. About A lot of people think we're fully funded by the government, but actually we get about 45% of what it costs for us to run from the um, Tafata Aura and the rest comes from donations and grants. So most dementia services run on the smell of an oily rag and sometimes we don't even think there's a rag there. So many times we really struggle and donations fluctuate according to what else is happening in the world. So there's an economic crisis at the moment and when um, we had a big campaign launch that happened the same weekend as the Cyclone Gabriel, so we raised about a quarter of the money we anticipated. So it's really um, a tricky business to to run um, something on a charity base when in fact we've got more and more people coming forward who want the help and the support and the education that they need. Who I guess by definition will have had their income earning potential affected somewhat. So these are people who are yeah. unlikely to have a lot of extra cash to, to splash. Yeah. Um, to be honest, the history of um, of a lot of our organisations is that we used to get quite a lot of bequeaths, but they seem to have dropped off as well. So, um, you know, we, we live on the knife edge a lot of the time. Hmm. Well, it's a horrible way to talk about charities, but there are sort of so-called sexy charities and unsexy charities, right? Yeah, there and there's charities. nothing sexy about dementia, I can mm. tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but, however, what we know is that, you know, one in f- um, five people's lives are affected by dementia in New Zealand, and therefore, you know, four out of five people know somebody with dementia. So it's just that I think it's the misunderstanding that we are a fully funded service, but we're not. How do you make the most of your life uh, after a dementia diagnosis and how do you stretch out that time where it's not affecting you in such a way that, that the things you love and the people you love kind of disappear? Yeah, so it's a really good question. It's almost like a whole Farnell family thing. You all have to get together and make some decisions about how best to support the person, how to keep them active, how to keep them socially connected, going out and doing things. But you have to do that in a modified and um, simpler manner so that it works for the person with dementia. So it, it, it doesn't work for people to give up and stay at home and not go out. People need to get keep mentally stimulated, emotionally um, rewarded and fulfilled, um, socially, you know, they just need to be interacting with people. Um, and so it's actually about making a decision to live as best a life you can despite the dementia. And that takes a whole community and a whole whanau family to do that. It's not something that a couple can do on their own or a person living with dementia can do alone. Anything you can take in terms of medication to make yourself less forgetful or to stave off the symptoms or or cure them? So there are memory tablets on the market and what they are thought to do is to slow the decline in function down. So they don't stop the dementia, but they slow things down so that people can live relatively well in those middle, early middle years. But there's no cure as such. There are medications always being um, trumpeted as coming, but in fact we haven't had one for many years that seems to do what we want, or everybody wants, which is to... Um, cure or prevent dementia but there's lots of things you can do to prevent the onset of dementia like keeping your brain healthy keeping socially active physically active all of those things hmm. 
Tough one, eh? Really, really yeah. tough one. Um, anything else that you wanted to get across today, Rhonda, while we've got you here? Yeah, just just to watch the show and enjoy it and watch the people in the show who are amazing, amazing volunteers. Just watch them blossom and grow and feel good about what they've done because, in fact, although many people have said to us I cried, they also laughed watching the show because it's a really positive um, example of how to live well with dementia. Good one. Nice to talk to you today. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for inviting me on. The show is called The Restaurant That Makes Mistakes.